Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And joining me, as always, is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. And Eric, we are here for the July edition of The Game Room, where it happens. And man, we are going way, way back. Not only like back in the, uh, you know, the the annals of, you know, gaming, but our friendship really like i remember this being part of our very early friendship and we did a thursday thought maybe like a month ago where you uh you know the question was what is a game that should get the resident evil 4 uh remake treatment you know rebuilt from the ground up i said prototype which is another game we'll probably cover down the road uh, and you said the darkness and i thought man what a game that really like really left you know my um my train of thought for a very, very long time. So excited to talk to you about this, but also excited to see how many of our listeners played this game because it was a bit of a cult classic. And, you know, it wasn't a game that was, you know, I think that didn't have like a whole lot of success, but certainly holds a very special place in our hearts. Yeah, and it should be noted, like a lot of the games that we played, this is going to be like one of those classic kind of reminisce episodes so we're going to speak freely about it, but this is the type of game that if you haven't played, you can listen in and decide, is this something I want to spend some time in? I think it would be worth a trip down memory lane, especially if you didn't get to take that trip back in the day. So I think this will be a fun episode. Nothing too crazy or too long. And you mentioned the Thursday thought you also brought up prototype. I wouldn't be surprised if that is a future episode on this series. Yeah, so we're going to get into all that here. Um, you know, e- even though we are going to speak about spoilers, you know, this isn't we're not going to say going to sit here and say this is the most uh, narratively fulfilling game that we've ever played in our entire lives. It's pretty straightforward, but again, uh, a lot of fun nonetheless. So, uh, Eric, before we jump into this, for any new listeners, let them know what the game room where it happens is all about. And uh, yeah, let's just dive right in. Yeah, so the game room where it happens is a reoccurring series on the podcast where we hold a fun conversation about some of our favorite gaming franchises and consoles. In many previous episodes, we may sometimes bring on a guest with similar interest to our own. Today, just me and Phil casually holding a discussion for your entertainment, and the game is The Darkness. So, Phil, you were the one who played this initially. What was your experience with The Darkness? And then we'll talk about how I got into it because it was a fun way that I got into it just literally because you couldn't beat a level, which is great. Yeah, when I was watching um, like gameplay videos back while preparing for this episode, I saw that fucking train and I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) there it is, you son of a bitch. But yeah, the darkness, I mean, to give you guys a little bit of a um, synopsis of the game, uh, you play as the protagonist, Jackie Estacado, who is a hitman for the American uh, for the Italian American mafia and the game is basically uh, you know it's on it takes place on his 21st birthday and for some reason his uncle decides that he doesn't want him around anymore and wants to kill him and then Jackie just uh, discovers that he has these darkness powers which are essentially you know these 
strange monster-like tentacles that just spring out of him that he never really seems to address uh, in the game. We'll talk about that as well, but I'm not sure if I was working at GameStop at this time, Eric. It came out in June of 2007, and I don't remember if I had started working there or not. This was definitely in a time where uh, we had a lot of expendable income. We were working jobs that were, you know, obviously not paying very well. But if you remember, like there was a time where I was at GameStop a lot. You know, I bought like random games like the Pirates of the Caribbean game, Stuntman. Man, we got to do Stuntman one day. That just, oh boy, this is a fun episode. Okay. Uh, you know, all those games where I was just like buying them up and being like, yeah, let's give this a shot. And The Darkness was one of those games. Like, I don't really remember a lot of heavy marketing. Um, I probably saw it in like Game Informer back then, right? That's probably where we initially saw it. And it just looked like something that was really, really cool. And it's a little bit of a surprise for me because not necessarily that the darkness is scary, but it does have horror elements. So I am kind of curious as to like what in my mindset back then led me to be like, hey, I want to try this game because it certainly doesn't seem like surface level, something that I would pick up and play. But man, am I glad I did. It is a whole lot of fun. Now, I have I haven't played it since then. And I have heard, you know, some of the controls are a little bit clunky and um, especially some of the shooting and everything like that. But um, I definitely am finding myself in a place now where I, I want to pick up my Xbox and go back and play this. And, uh, you know, you can play it relatively cheap um, on your Xbox Series S or X. So, yeah, I, I couldn't pinpoint the exact moment where I was like, I'm going to get the darkness. But I am glad that we eventually did try it. Yeah, fun fact, I just did a quick Google search, so if it's wrong, uh, blame Google. <laughs> Several games, Phil, that came out in 2007. How did this game end up in our hands? Bioshock, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Mass Effect, the first one, Assassin's Creed, the first one. You mentioned the Pirates of the Caribbean game. The Witcher, Halo 3, <laughs> God of War 2. Uh, these are all games of the original rock band. Uh, all games that I know we either played or would have been interested in. Uh, Uncharted, <laughs> Drake's Fortune. How did we play The Darkness in 2007? I really want to know because I remember us like playing it close to release date. Like You were excited. So I can't really remember why you played it either. I just remember watching you playing it. And then when I had to finally take over for a level and I beat it on the first try, mind you. It's, it's an accomplishment of, the, of my life there really sad yeah i then played it on my own so that's that was my journey into it but it's crazy to think of that year what a strong year i can answer that question pretty easily actually i didn't play the first bioshock when it first came out halo 3 came out in the fall i had not yet played mass effect i didn't play mass effect until mass effect 2 on the ps3 um i didn't have a ps2 so we didn't play god of war um, Assassin's Creed also came out in the fall. I remember because it came out right before my daughter was born. We didn't play Modern Warfare until Modern Warfare 2. Uh, we didn't have like rock band instruments until Band Hero. I don't know if you remember that. We didn't have all of that. So honestly, this really took up everything. And we've never played the I've never played The Witcher and neither of you. So this really we had a lot of free time until Halo 3 came out. So I think that's probably what it was like. We were probably playing what like Madden and 2K. Uh, Kane and Lynch came out that year. I remember we played that. Uh, me and Brock also played through that as well. So, yeah, honestly, even though it sounds surprising, I can tell you right now that's why is because we weren't playing a lot of those big games and we didn't have PlayStations yet. So 
yeah that's um that is interesting that is a crazy year but yeah i I am very glad that this one somehow found its way into our hands um you know if we want to transition here eric to some of the things we do remember i mean listen like i mentioned as far as narrative beats you know there's not a whole lot here one thing that is really great is the the voice acting of the uh, not only the main character for jackie estacado but also the um the darkness the voice of the darkness i believe mike Patton, who voices the like the creatures that are coming out of your shoulders i guess is a yeah he is he is a lead vocalist for a a metal band which makes a whole lot of sense as to why he was able to very easily portray those characters those two those demon arms or whatever they are and uh you know i gotta tell you also you know kirk acevedo as far as um Voicing Jackie Estacado, again, a really, really great, like, just brooding voice. The score for this is also very, very good. I'm a little all over the place here, but, um, but you know, a lot of things aside from just the, I think atmosphere really is, is what holds up here for the darkness, not necessarily actual gameplay. Yeah, because, I mean, again, this story was fine. It, this isn't a story that you're going to come. We mentioned a game like Bioshock. It's not going to give you that type of level of storytelling, but... The gameplay was a ton of fun. I mean, that's ultimately what stood out to me was the atmosphere, Phil, to your point. It was like very dark and brooding and edgy. And I I don't know, that was just appealing. Uh, It was just appealing. Then you add the darkness character and the abilities. It wasn't just the tentacles. You also had like those, uh, I think they were called darklings that you could just kind of summon and these little creatures would go attack people. Like it, it was a lot of stuff. Then you also had the element of not having the ability to go into the light. So you had to also strategize at points in the game, which I thought was really cool. Those elements were great. The gunplay, easy to pick up. There were some cool like car chase scenes. I remember that vividly. <laughs> that was definitely something that stood out. So again, a lot of things to add to the atmosphere there. It's a also his relationship with Jenny, even the and like what happens to her was really, really heartbreaking. And which is strange because you don't really spend like a whole lot of time with her. But you could, because for those of you that have never played this game, you could watch the entirety of To Kill a Mockingbird with her on her couch in her apartment if you wanted to. And Eric, I don't know if you know this. That was an achievement. If you watch the entire movie with her, I never got that achievement because I've never seen To Kill a Mockingbird. But if you sat down and watched the entirety of that film with her uh, in game, then you got an achievement for it. I'm going to actually look up to kill a mockingbird runtime. Let's see how long this movie is. It's two and a half hours. <laughs> so <laughs> if you sat there with Jenny and watched that movie, uh, you got yourself uh, an achievement. But yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, because I got really frustrated watching some people play this game uh, within like the last couple of years on YouTube. Could you not use the the darkness powers like the the two essentially the two demons to attack people like not the ability where you could like slither on the ground i thought i could have sworn that when you were like up close and personal with somebody you could hit a button and they would attack the person and i didn't see anybody doing that am i misremembering that no i'm I'm pretty sure that you can I remember impaling someone for sure. I don't know if that was an animation from the game, though. Yeah, maybe I, I feel you like got that would have been a big bummer. I feel like that would have been a big bummer. So I, I can't imagine that you couldn't use them. 
Uh, I think they were limited, and that's why yeah. they kind of changed when you had to get on the ground and kind of sneak along the floors, but that's that's the best that I can recall it. I, I definitely saw them killing people in the gameplay when I kind of refreshed myself on it, so maybe it was later in the game. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, you know, I, I assume that the appeal of the game is not going to be the gunplay, <laughs> which, I, again, I heard is has not held up very, very well. But, um, yeah, a lot of cool elements, like you said, trying to having to take out the light uh, when you eventually got the, uh, you know, the tentacle whip, uh, you could take out lights that way. That was really, really cool. Um, and also and then later on, you get the black hole ability, which just completely changes the game. Some people were complaining that it makes it too easy. I don't care, man. Sometimes you really just want to play a game where you just go on a power trip. That's why I still really like prototype to this day and would like to see them revisit it. But sometimes you just want to feel overpowered and go into any fight knowing that you are going to win. And that's what happens, you know, as you get stronger and stronger throughout this game. Um, you know, like I said, Eric, it's, it's a game that I I don't know that too many people outside of you and I have ever spoken about. But I, I feel like people have played it. They just don't really talk about it because, again, it doesn't leave an effect on you in terms of how the game ends. I really couldn't tell you what the ending of the game was. I know that one thing that was a little bit of a bummer is like a lot of the cool things that happen with the darkness powers are in cutscenes, And I wish that was a yeah. little bit different. Um, but again, that could have been a, a limitation of the time. But that was certainly one thing I remember being like, man, I wish I could have done that myself. No, I could definitely see that. And... I mean, a lot of people love this game, Phil, like just looking at it. I think the Metacritic score was basically across the board, like in the 80s in both the PlayStation and the Xbox. So I really think that this game is kind of like under the radar. I don't think enough people bring it up or appreciate it. I feel like we're going to hopefully tap into the the darkness market <laughs> of niche gaming uh, with this episode. But for the most part. I think most of our audience doesn't know about this. So, they, you know, you might be surprised to then hear it has a sequel. Uh, Phil, you and me did not play that sequel, but you mentioned you might actually jump back into this. How likely is that to happen? Well, it's only like it, it's not very expensive on the Xbox or the Microsoft store. So um, I was watching through a video again earlier today, and uh, a lot of people were really upset about this. When it came out, first off, it changed developers. It went from Starbreeze Studios to Digital Extremes. It was still published by 2K, but they replaced the voice actor. Uh, Brian Bloom stepped in, replacing Kirk Acevedo, which, again, was a huge fan favorite as far as playing and voicing Jackie. But I looked into it, and it looks pretty solid. The reviewer had some really good things to say about it. They completely changed the art style uh, to more of a cell shade art style, which I know a lot of people were kind of mixed on at the time but it still looks like at its core like the darkness when you look up the gameplay um so i know i was standoffish at the time and i'm sure a lot of that was because of the art style change but you know it's a game that you thought would never necessarily get a sequel so the fact that it did is pretty incredible i mean it is, we also do need to mention we probably should have mentioned this up top it is based off of a comic book of the same name so you know it does also have a lot of fans in that comic book realm but again you could probably get both these games for less than 10 15 you know why not give it why not give it a shot um i have heard that the xbox version is much better than the playstation version as far as how it runs so if you do think about playing through it um you know keep that in mind but yeah but mike Patton still returned to play the darkness so at least one half of the, the duo is back 
And also, he does acknowledge the darkness powers in the second game, from what I've heard. As I mentioned in the first one, he doesn't ever seem to react to the fact that all of a sudden uh, there are demons coming out of his shoulders. <laughs> he's he's not very reactive to that, but he, he actually does interact with them uh, in the second game. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I'm seeing it came out in 2012. Uh, again, a little bit lower, but the highest being an 80 Metacritic for the Xbox. So uh, it, it looks good. I will say when I think of dual wield like pistols, I do think of this game. Uh, it may be a different game, more likely a more popular game for other people. But this is the game I really Max think Payne, of. Probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> never got into Max Payne like that. So this is the game I think of. And apparently in the sequel, you can dual wield like submachine guns, shotguns, like various, <laughs> various guns. So it sounds like a good time. I think I also did read that there was some type of co-op ability. So I feel like we need to look into this because if there's a co-op campaign, I think we could probably we could probably do it. Yeah, I, I hate to tell to, to burst your bubble here. It's a four player co-op mode. Uh, nobody plays as Jackie. It's four different people that have like darkness powers. But I heard it's not it's not very fun. And I think it was online mm. only. And I don't know that this has online support anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, sorry. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> Are you going to play the darkness too? <laughs> would you play uh, the dark? Would you play through the darkness one again? I guess I'll put it that way because you can get through this game. Again, for those of you that are interested, you can get through it in like less than 10 hours. You can get through it in a couple days if you really wanted to. And I heard the Darkness 2 is even shorter. Yeah, I mean, just for time wise, it'd be it'd be ideal if I really wanted to jump into it. Realistically, nothing against the game. I, I have a hard time jumping back into older single player games unless I'm really dedicated. And even then, like single player games that I love, the only single player game that I've played more than once like all the way through is bioshock uh in bioshock infinite that's why i'm very passionate about those games and that franchise particularly because i've never made that dive back into a franchise after i've beaten the game it almost feels final for me in every other instance so for that reason probably won't but i would recommend if you haven't played it definitely jumping back into it i think would be a good call yeah, a whole lot of reasons to jump into the game if you never have before. Again, if you're looking for something cheap and you're looking for you know a really, really quick experience, it really is very, very unique. It is a product of its time. Again, like you said, Eric, it is, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to go back to these games, especially when it comes to control schemes. I'm sure I, I have heard it's a little bit clunky, but I am finding myself just wanting to, of course, you know, use my Xbox more. I definitely want to do that, but go back and and reminisce and for a game that again who you don't really have to think about too much um it, it is a pretty basic storyline jackie is a very complicated character that i think uh, again eric like you said just kind of gets lost um, um when you look at the game the protagonist that came out in 2007 it's pretty clear to see why that happened um but it is a series that i think a lot of people hold in in very very high regard and it will a lot of people will probably see this episode or hear this episode and be like, oh, I totally forgot about the darkness. And, uh, you know, like I said, very, very, very much worth your time. And, you know, it doesn't won't cost you a whole lot of money, too, if you do want to check it out. Yeah, and again, this is one of many games that we've recently thought of. We've been thinking about games that we really want to get into and, and talk about, even if it's games that people may not know very well. So, like, the darkness took quite a while, even though it's a really special game to us in particular, 
took us a while to get to. Games like Prototype probably on the horizon, and there'll be a couple other ones like this. I think we won't be afraid to dive into it, even if there's not going to be much of an audience for them. So stick around with us. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And uh, we introduce you into some new games or we reminisce about some games nobody talks about. Uh, and they'll, they'll be the big ones as well throughout the year. But Phil, uh, if you want to let everyone know where they can find us, uh, again, this is a pretty short episode. Uh, we'll go ahead and kind of wrap this up and prepare for the next month, which is going to be a busy one. Yeah, if you are a brand new listener and you're looking for more video game content or if you're looking for anime content, movie and TV recommendations, anything like that, Make sure you head to the Linktree link in the show notes. You'll find our library of all the rest of our episodes, as well as our social media pages. And if you want to support the show a little bit more, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are listening, and leave us those five-star reviews. It's one of the best ways you can support the show. However, if you do find yourself wanting to support the show a little bit extra, Eric can let you know how to do that. Yeah, and if you are able to, getting bonus episodes and early access to the podcast is just some of the benefits that you'll get on Patreon, where patrons like Briar are supporting us to keep the show going. And you can also do a direct support to us through the Buzzsprout page. But with all that being said, you can, of course, leave a like, a comment, a share. We truly appreciate it on all of the platforms we're on. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on the podcast. With bonus content on platforms like TikTok, all you got to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you got to do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.